Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and you're listening to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast, a place for practical advice for women looking to balance their hormones, ditch dieting, and discover mindset shifts that will keep you motivated and empowered on your healthy eating journey. Are you ready to get started? a pretty safe assumption and say that if you're listening to this podcast and are interested in getting your PCOS symptoms under control, you at some point have tried to cut out carbs, maybe you even went keto, or have just made a concerted effort to reduce the amount of carbohydrates that you eat in the day because you thought this is what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe your doctor told you to do it. Maybe you figured it out on your own, but at the end of the day, it didn't work. It wasn't easy to stick with and maybe it made your symptoms and hormone imbalances even worse. Am I right? I'm gonna assume that I am because this is something that I see very commonly with women who come to work with me, and I also see these messages online all the time. So I can totally understand if you've gone down that path, why you did that. Which is the reason why I decided to dedicate an entire episode to one of the methods that I use with my clients that totally eliminates the need to cut out all carbs, and that is discovering your carb tolerance. So on today's show, I'm going to explain exactly what it means to eat based on your carb tolerance, why it's important, and how I've used this with my clients to help them reverse their most nagging, stubborn symptoms and really make peace with food, especially carbs, because if you ask me the obsession about cutting carbs and this narrative that carbs are bad and that you shouldn't be eating them is not only detrimental to your hormonal health, it's also mentally toxic and it can lead to very disordered eating patterns. So part of my mission, a big part of my mission and purpose in this world as a dietitian in this field is to really help women understand their body better and create an eating plan that makes sense as opposed to one that is based on fear of food and restriction of carbohydrates as the main approach. And I can tell you very specifically that I get sad. I get really sad seeing women with PCOS who either restrict then binge on carbs or only eat certain things like sweet potatoes, for example, because that's the one carb that all quote unquote healthy PCOS meal plans include. I actually had someone who wanted to join my program, Reset Your PCOS, message me on Instagram to say that she just wants to confirm before she joins that my course meals, the meal plans that I have included in the program, don't have a ton of sweet potatoes in them because she doesn't like sweet potatoes. And she did a program in the past that had a ton of recipes with sweet potatoes as the starch and she just didn't like it. So of course I reassured her that that's not the case in my program and you really can eat most things as part of my course and my program and I teach you exactly how to do this and you definitely don't need to eat any food that you dislike in order to get healthy. I think the people who put out these meal plans and messages and programs that rely on very specific foods and it's either this or nothing or you can't deviate or there's no flexibility or accommodating of people's different food preferences, these people are usually not confident in their method. They usually don't have enough knowledge to go broader and to be really customized or individualized to what you need. 
right? So they ha- they're very dogmatic. They provide one meal plan, they provide one set of allowed and unallowed foods, and that's what you need to follow. Oftentimes what's behind it is a lack of confidence in the approach and knowing that it only worked for you in this way, so you're not able to customize it and make it work for other people because you only have your own experience. So usually these influencers or people who are putting out these programs, they don't really know anything about science. They don't really know about evidence-based nutrition recommendations for PCOS. They just know what meal plan worked for them and they just reproduce it for everyone else. That's not gonna work. All right, I'm now gonna go off my soapbox about sweet potatoes and influencers putting out programs that are not evidence-based, but just know that before you sign up, sign up for anything or start anything new, make sure that you're following a proven path that has some logic and is not some bogus claim or some other made-up regimen that's not gonna be customized to you. Which brings me to the approach that I use, which is the carb tolerance system. So in my programs, I use something called the carb calculator to help you identify your unique carb tolerance and really perfect it over time. So this is something that is individualized and it is based on your unique body. And the reason the carb tolerance is important for us to focus on here is that we know that carbs raise blood sugar in every body right? So every time that you eat carbs, your blood sugar will go up. And we also can't ignore the fact that there is a strong connection between blood sugar balance and hormones. So being able to know our carb tolerance, and I'll explain exactly what it is in a minute, it can be a game changer for you in managing your PCOS. Now, We know that the vast majority of women with PCOS are dealing with insulin resistance regardless of what symptoms they're having. And many times your doctor or maybe a nutritionist or another practitioner who isn't as familiar with the science or isn't an expert in the field of nutrition for PCOS may assume that PCOS needs to be treated like diabetes. So when they see that you're insulin resistant, they may put you on a diabetic meal plan or tell you to cut out carbs. But that is not the case. Diabetes and PCOS are not the same thing. So let me explain why, because this is important to understand. Diabetes is a condition characterized by high blood sugar levels that need to come down, right? So when someone has diabetes, their blood sugar levels are too high, and that can really wreak havoc on the body. So with diabetes, we focus on reducing the amount of carbohydrates that someone is eating, because for the most part, all carbs break down into sugar in our body and then will increase blood sugar. So we wanna make sure that that doesn't happen. With insulin resistance, blood sugar is not necessarily high. Oftentimes, in fact, it is normal, but in PCOS specifically with insulin resistance, the body is releasing too much insulin and it's often not using the insulin that is already released properly. So even though there is insulin being released, there's no communication between the cells and the insulin, right? So insulin's job is to get energy in the form of sugar into the cells, but that's not happening. So more insulin gets released over time and there's this buildup of of insulin that's causing a major issue. It's also causing many of the symptoms that you may be dealing with, like fatigue because no energy is getting into the cells, like missing periods because when we have a lot of insulin, it acts on the ovaries to release more testosterone and then there's no ovulation, there's no period. We also see a lot of cravings with insulin resistance, again, because the brain is not registering the sugar that's in the system as something that was providing energy, so we're seeking out more and more energy 
in the form of carbs and sugar, more sugar. So this is where cravings could be coming from. This is where belly fat could be coming from. A lot of women with insulin resistance will see that they deposit a lot of fat in the midsection because insulin is a growth hormone. It's an anabolic hormone, which means it promotes growth. It promotes fat deposition, especially in the midsection. So many, many of the symptoms that we commonly see with PCOS are directly related to insulin resistance. But again, with insulin resistance, the goal is not to bring down sugar levels because sugar levels are not high to begin with. We don't want to be eating less carbs and bring down our sugar again, because that is not the issue. The issue is that we need to reduce the body's demand for insulin and also ensure that whatever insulin, whatever amount of insulin is already being released in the, into the system, into the bloodstream, it's being used up properly and it's not left to accumulate in the blood. And this is best done not by cutting carbs, but by being very strategic with your diet and your eating habits and doing a variety of things as opposed to just honing in on carbohydrates, which can actually make things worse for many women. So if you've been placed on a diabetic diet to manage insulin resistance and you've tried to cut back on carbs lower, making them lower and lower over time, you know that it's really hard, it's not sustainable, and it can actually make your inflammation worse and make your hormonal balance overall much harder to dial in. Okay, so now that we know that PCOS and diabetes are not the same thing, let's talk about carb tolerance, which is a key piece to managing PCOS in general and insulin-resistant PCOS in particular. Eating based on your carb tolerance means that you've identified not only the amount of carbs that your body can tolerate at each meal, but also the type and the timing of those carbs in your day so that you can eat them and still feel energized, satisfied, and symptom-free. This tolerance, which again includes three things, the amount of carbs, the type, and the timing will vary from one woman to the next, and it can even vary for the same person, meaning you, throughout your day, throughout your week, or your month. So it's not something that's set in stone, it's pretty dynamic and it can change. And again, I teach my clients how to do this. Now let's talk about what it isn't really quickly. When I say carb tolerance, a lot of people think that I'm talking about something that has to do with food sensitivities or allergies to carbs or even gluten intolerance, and that's not the kind of tolerance that I'm referring to. What I'm referring to instead is the way that you feel after meals and throughout the day when you eat certain amounts of carbohydrates and certain types of them. So for example, my clients have noticed that when they eat based on their carb tolerance, they're not as hungry during the day, they have less cravings, they even experience less intense migraines or joint pain, and they're certainly able to lose more weight easily and many of my clients even regulated their cycle based on this. So finding your carb tolerance can really balance your hormones and reverse many of your PCOS symptoms that you're currently struggling with, but it doesn't have anything to do with allergies or food intolerances or any digestive symptoms that you may be having after you eat carbohydrates. So this is not about your digestion or bloating or gas. This is more about things like your PCOS symptoms, your weight loss, cravings, and how you feel overall, how much energy you have, how many aches and pains you have. This can be majorly impacted by carb tolerance, but again, this is not regarding food allergies or intolerances or food sensitivities at all. 
Okay, so as I said before, in my program, Reset Your PCOS, and of course in my one-on-one -on -one coaching as well, I use a formula called the Carb Calculator to come up with an actual score for your unique carb tolerance. This is based on your current symptoms, your weight, your calorie needs, all of which I show you how to calculate. What you end up with is a specific number of servings per meal of carbohydrates that we're working with as a starting point. After that, we go into phase two, which is dialing in your carb tolerance based on how you feel. So this is a method that's based on both objective information, meaning your weight and your calorie intake, as well as subjective information, which is probably more important, and that's how does your body respond to these amounts of carbohydrates and how do you feel? So let's say that you've gone through my carb calculator and you scored a three. This means that you can have any three servings of carbs and we're not just including things like pretzels and chips in this, we're talking about all carbohydrates, fruit, beans, dairy, of course, cereal and grains and you know, sweet potatoes and potatoes and stuff like that. So if you scored a three, you're now gonna learn how to incorporate every type of carbohydrate from chips and candy and cookies to bread and cereal and oatmeal and other stuff into your day, into each meal. Now, the beauty of this is that, of course, we wanna prioritize the better kind of carbs, the ones that have more vitamins, minerals, and fiber, but anything could fit. So the, it's really up to you. The choice is yours as to how you wanna incorporate these carbohydrates into your day, and there's a lot of flexibility in it. So you learn exactly what could fit in what amounts and what types, and then you get to design your own meal plan if you wish to do so. Of course, I give you a lot of examples and ideas, but at the end of the day, you have the ultimate flexibility to eat the carbs that you wanna have within those parameters now that you have a more specific guideline to work within. So again, using three as an example, you're gonna learn what it means to have three servings of carbohydrates in each one of those meals. What does that translate to in terms of actual food? A lot of people don't understand what a serving is. So we need to learn exactly what is a serving of specific carbohydrate foods, how it can fit into your day, what other things need to be in that meal in order to make it balanced, and then how to swap things out. So we use an exchange system to really help you understand that it's not a problem if you wanna eat pasta versus potatoes, right? There's no strict meal plan to follow. You can make those adjustments on your own once you know your carb tolerance. So it's pretty cool how it works. If you ask me, I think this is the best of both worlds. You get to really manage your symptoms. You get to do what your body needs as far as your health and your PCOS and balancing hormones. But at the same time, you don't have to give anything up. You get to incorporate everything that you like to eat in a certain way, in certain combinations, and with the timing taken into account. And then you see that it can all fit and everything can work together. Now, the specific method that I use has three phases. The first one, like I said, is identifying your carb tolerance based on all these objective parameters that I mentioned before. Then we go to phase two, which is adjusting it based on how you feel and how your body responds to those meals. And then phase three is we add more fun foods, we add more carbohydrates that maybe are a little bit more processed, but you do wanna incorporate them into your day in moderation so that you can feel normal and you can go to parties and you can eat out and you can really find a variety of foods that you can still enjoy without sacrificing your health or you know creating more processed 
problems as far as insulin resistance. So the three phases is what I go through and I help you dial it in and really make it successful and sustainable for you. What I can tell you is that a lot of women who go through phase one already feel amazing. So sometimes within the first week or two of eating based on your carb tolerance, you already see a difference. And I can give you an example from my client, Michelle, who before she worked with me has had a ton of cravings. Cravings were something that she really thought she would never get rid of. She had these obsessive thoughts about food. If she knew that there were cookies or chocolate or something like that in the nearby pantry or in another room in her house, she wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. And then she started eating based on her carb tolerance. What she was doing before is overly restricting her carbs. And that's what triggered those carb tolerance, um, those carb cravings. When she started eating based on her tolerance, she felt satisfied. She didn't really need snacks even, right? So her meals were enough to keep her satiated and she really felt like she didn't need to snack, let alone struggle with these cravings. So just having the right amount of carbohydrates in each one of her meals completely changed how her body felt. I've also had a good amount of clients that reported improvements in symptoms that you wouldn't necessarily think are related to carb intake. So my client, Michelle, another Michelle, a different Michelle, really felt that her sinus pressure and her sinus pain got better. And that's usually related to inflammation. So she felt less inflamed, her sinuses cleared up, and her testosterone levels actually normalized. So once she was eating based on her carb tolerance for about six to eight weeks, she went back to her doctor, she had her hormones tested, and she messaged me to say, my hormone levels have never been normal, and this was a big deal for her. I've also had clients who report less migraine episodes after eating based on their carb tolerance. And again, that is also related to inflammation. So everything works together. When you eat based on your carb tolerance, your insulin goes into balance, your insulin resistance is lowered, and then your body is less inflamed because insulin produces inflammation as well. So things like sinuses and acne and migraine pain, and even the common cold are all related to inflammation which can be majorly improved with this type of eating. So if your curiosity is piqued based on today's show and you want to get started eating based on your carb tolerance, what I would suggest is that if you're going to do it on your own, you actually start with phase two, which is dialing it in based on how you feel. So you can go directly into the subjective part of this. And what I would suggest that you do is you keep your current meals the same. You eat the same way that you do, but you start tracking your symptoms about an hour to two after meals. So for example, if you see that after every lunch that you eat, you within an hour feel fatigued, you're bloated, you have some brain fog, and you become hungry soon after, maybe you have poor energy levels, that probably means that you need to eat less carbohydrates in that meal. So if you had a sandwich, maybe you switch to something that's open-faced, you eliminate one slice of bread, or maybe you switch the type of bread that you eat into something that contains more fiber. You could also switch to a salad or try something that's more protein heavy. On the other hand, if you eat that meal and you soon afterwards feel irritable, you have sugar cravings, you feel like you need coffee, or you're not satisfied, you feel weak, maybe even lightheaded, that may mean that you need more carbohydrates in that meal. 
So you want to up the carbohydrates. You want to add a piece of fruit. You want to add a slice of bread. Maybe you're, maybe it's your breakfast and maybe you're going too heavy on the protein at breakfast, or maybe you skip breakfast. That may mean that you need to eat more carbohydrates an hour or two before you feel this way. So you'll want to keep your meals about the same. You don't, you don't want to change them too much during the time that you're doing this so that you can really hone in on what amount of carbohydrates is causing which symptoms. So hopefully this makes sense. And that's definitely an experiment that you could do, but I can tell you that tweaking the amount of carbohydrates in your meal or adding more protein so that your meal is not so carb heavy can really make a difference in how you feel. And that's a great first step into reducing insulin resistance. So it's not about cutting all carbs. It's really about eating the right amount, the right type, and in the right timing for those carbohydrates. So hopefully today's episode has helped you. If you're someone who your relationship with carbohydrates is either you're totally strict with them, you're eliminating them, you're trying not to touch them. I have a lot of people who tell me I don't eat anything white and things like that. If that's you, or on the other hand, you find yourself sometimes binging on carbohydrates, I want you to give the carb tolerance a try. And there's a lot more information about this on my Instagram page. So you're welcome to come on over there. If you're not already following me, I'm at PCOS.nutritionist.daphna. And this is something that takes a little time. So it's trial and error. It's going to take a little time for you to really dial it in. But once you do, you're not going to regret it. You're going to feel amazing. You're never going to feel like you're on a diet and you're going to be able to enjoy your food and balance your hormones at the same time, which is always, always my goal for you. And if you're like the sweet person who messaged me on Instagram about sweet potatoes and you feel like you can only eat a certain type of bread or chickpea pasta or steel cut oats or something fancy that you heard online, I hope today's episode opened up your eyes to the fact that you really don't need to live in a state of restriction and in this mindset that only certain foods are good for you and others are off limits. That is not the case. And if you're looking for a starting point, you just want a general direction to go in, you're ready to do this the right way to manage PCOS in a healthy way and balance your hormones sustainably, I want you to check out my quiz, What Eating Style is Right for Your PCOS. You can find it over at daphnachazen.com forward slash quiz. It takes less than five minutes to complete. You'll be asked a few questions about yourself and your eating habits and what you're currently doing, and then you'll get a result. You'll get an eating style that's perfectly fit for your lifestyle and food preferences. And of course, also help you to manage PCOS in the right way, in a sustainable way, without cutting carbs and feeling like all you can think about all day long is chocolate, cake, and pasta. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. So come on over and message me on Instagram or email me. My email is below and I'd be happy to hear from you. And of course, if you've enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you took the time to rate the show and also leave a written review so more women just like you can discover the show and benefit from this information. All right, I'll see you here again next week. Bye.